We're on the road with Mickey, we're gonna have some fun. Regardless of the rain or sun, our trip has just begun. So buckle up, let's go, we're about to start the show. And maybe if you like us, you'll see where else we'll go. Hi everyone, I'm Sophie, he's Mike. Welcome to our little corner of the podcasting universe. Hopefully you like the sound of our voices and you want to stick around for the show. Not that it stays in one place for long. I mean, after all, we are on the road with Mickey. So hop in the car and buckle up your skate belts because we've got an awesome adventure this week. Now a brief rundown before we get moving. First up, our roundtable talk where we'll discuss the main topic for this week, followed by some Disney trivia ranging from Disney history to a random Disney character of the day. Well, that's just about it. Everybody ready? Let's get this show on the road. Hey, everyone. I'm Mike, and she's Sophie. Hi. And we're on the road with Mickey. This is episode number 45 for November 9th, 2020, and our feature topic this week is at least 10 things at Walt Disney World we can't wait to reopen. Mm-hmm. And there are a lot of things. We were originally going to do just 10, but we realized that we couldn't keep it to that limited of a number. No, we couldn't. So there's at least 10 things. Mm-hmm. But anyway, before we get into our feature topic, like always, we've got some cheddar from the big cheese that we want to share with you. And the first one is um, happening at Walt Disney World. And it seems like overnight, on October 31st to November 1st, practically overnight, the Walt Disney World Resort went from the Halloween and fall decorations to Christmas decorations. Mm-hmm. All the parks have decorations up, and officially, they will all be in place as of last Friday, November 6th. I think that's cool, because, you know... 2020, right, Soph? And we could all use a little good cheer. Definitely. I have been singing Christmas carols at least six times this past week. There you go. So so that starts us off. So, Sophie, I've got something there that I think you would be interested in sharing. I would love to. The Disney Parks blog has introduced a special section called Everything Holidays to celebrate the Disney magic of the season. It's basically a collection of posts all having to do with the holidays this year. We'll post the link in the show notes. And personally, I'm looking at it right now and oh my gosh, I love what I see. The only thing that could make this better would be the... The Mickey's Very Merry Christmas Party. But that's okay. Yeah. And then... Oh, right. Sorry. (laughs) I was was still looking at it, okay? (laughs) It's all right. (laughs) But then, over at Disneyland, this one is especially great. The Buena Vista Street at California Adventure Park, which, by the way, is my background, coincidentally. I did not make it that because I saw the cheddar from the Big Cheese. I made that purely because it's something that I can't wait to open. It is slated to open on November 19th. 
That will provide an extension of the downtown Disney district. Several eateries will be open, including the Circle Lounge, El Fresco Dining, which is a brand new and is part of the Carthay Circle restaurant. Additionally, there will be shopping such as stores as Elias and Company, Julius Kratz and Sons, Kingswell Camera Shop, and Trolley Treats. And lastly, starting on the 19th, there will be a $10 fee for, per car for parking at the symbol of for the downtown Disney district. Also keep in mind that the number of guests allowed to visit will be limited to promote physical distancing. The mobile waitlist system will be enforced for Buena Vista Street like it is for the district already. Yeah. And then over at Universal... We got some news from Universal as well. So we'll call this Universal Cheddar. And um, they have announced that there are a couple hotels that um, have some news. And the first is that the Lowe's Portofino Bay Hotel, which is a deluxe category hotel, it did not reopen when Universal opened in June, when it reopened in June. Um, it did not reopen, and it will be reopening, though, effective December 1st. So um, so that's big news because they had done a little bit of a soft goods retrofit of it, and the pictures I've been seeing are really cool looking. And mm-hmm. then second thing is that the Endless Summer Dockside Inn and Suites Hotel, which is another universal one, and it's a value hotel. Um, It was supposed to open in March. I think it was March, um, but it didn't because of the pandemic. Um, And it has been slated to have their grand opening on December 15th. I think that's kind of funny that um, December 15th, which is a colder time of the year, they're um, having the grand opening for the endless summer. (laughs) So maybe they they know something I don't know about what the temperature will be like. Who knows? They're probably but, thinking Christmas in July, summer and winter. There you go. But the nice thing about these endless summer hotels for everyone that doesn't know is their value. So they have a great price point, but they have a lot of suites for larger families. And, um, and you know, if you're interested, if you have a big family and you want to go to Universal – Reach out to me. I can help with pricing, and we can see where it comes in and see if it fits into your budget. You know, I'm Mike at PixieVacations.com. But um, those those things, I think, are kind of exciting, and um, I'm looking forward to all of them. And, um, and that's all the cheddar for the big cheese that we have for this week. But, um, Sophie, why don't you just give everybody another rundown on how they can connect with us? I would love to. You can connect with us through our Facebook group, which is On the Road with Mickey. That's what it's called. It's on Facebook. We have a YouTube channel where we post the video version of our podcast for those watching on YouTube. Thank you for viewing us. Make sure to leave a like and subscribe. And we also have an Instagram which is On the Road with Mickey. The YouTube is also On the Road with Mickey. And you can also email us at info at ontheroadwithmickey.com. Everything is On the Road with Mickey with us, except for the phone number. Which is 919-799-8390. It's a voicemail box. Leave us a voicemail. We'd love to hear from you. Mm Mm-hmm. 
All right, then. Well, that all right. is all the ways to contact us. Why don't we move on to our feature topic for the day? Sounds good. So, like we were saying, we have at least 10 things at Walt Disney World that we can't wait to reopen. Mm-hmm. You know, and these are in no particular order other than that's the way that we typed them on our sheet, on our notes. You know, so yep. there's no where this one needs to open before that one or anything like that. But, um, but you yeah. know, we've got it's quite a ones, list. Yeah, it's just the ones that came to mind. And I, there are some of these ones on this list that are really, really, really things that I want to see open, like, as soon as possible. Yeah. So, Sophie? Why don't you start us off and tell us one of your list? Well, in celebration of the new season, the Christmas season, sorry, Thanksgiving is... No. I love Thanksgiving, don't get me wrong, but I digress. In honor of the Christmas season, the one that I really cannot wait to open is the gingerbread house. Because that just means it's Christmas and I can get some hot chocolate. That's right. And sweets. Mm-hmm. Delectable gingerbread cookies. And oh. solid bars of chocolate snowmen. Oh, some good stuff at the gingerbread house. Mm-hmm. Plus, it'll be in the Grand Floridian Hotel, you know, resort. And, you know, it smells so good in there. Oh, and the Grand Floridian res- Resort, it looks beautiful year-round. But when it's decorated for Christmas... <sighs> yeah, bingo. I love, I love the resorts when they're decorated for Christmas. But yeah. what about you, Daddy? What's one of your things that you can't wait to open? Well, you know, I'm gonna go straight to the top. Okay. Um, and I am going to talk about the Tomorrowland Transit Authority People Mover. And the reason I'm talking about that is because we were going to ride it in March. We were going to ride it in May. We were going to ride it in July. We were going to ride it in November. And it's still not open. (laughs) And so I am ready for the people mover to be open. Who knows? Maybe it'll be like me. The gingerbread house isn't opening till next year. So you might have to wait with me. Yeah. Um, as sad as that is. You know, we'll, we'll have to see. You know, there's, mm-hmm. they keep pushing the date out. Last I heard is sometime in December it might be opening. But who knows? It, it all depends on fixing whatever's broken with it. So, yep. So, what is next on your list of things you can't wait to see reopen? Well, next on my list has to be these two are actually for the same reason however one of them i'm much more excited for and between the two of them they are the columbia harbor house and the festival of the lion king i am way more excited about the festival of the lion king Mm -hmm. because why i really really miss that show i was so excited to go see it when we were at animal kingdom in July, and when it, I found out it was closed, 
I was heartbroken. It didn't even matter that I was standing out there in the heat and dying to find someplace cool to sit. I just wanted to see it. Yeah. And then with the Columbia Harbor House, of course, I love seafood. But the Who main doesn't? reason I missed that place, as well as the Festival of the Lion King, but mainly the Harbor House, this is the main reason for it, is that I remember when we went to the park, we were going to get lunch at the Columbia Harbor House. And Mommy, poor thing, she really needed to find a place to get some water. She... I almost worry that she might have passed out if we didn't stop and take a breather right quick because it was just so hot. And the Columbia Harbor House and the Festival of the Lion King, they are both air-conditioned places. So, of course, we wanted to get inside those areas when we were hot and sweaty and needed to cool down. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I really miss it. I wish it was open when we got there, but what? Well, one can understand why it wasn't because it's not that big of a restaurant. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Well, hopefully it'll be open at some point in the near future. No idea when yet, but in the future, I'm certain it'll be back. Yeah. So. Okay, so for me. Next on my list is another attraction. Go on. It is simply the Walt Disney World Railroad, which has not been closed because of pandemic, because of COVID. So there's a bonus, right? Yeah, you're right. It's been closed because they're working on the Tron roller coaster over in Tomorrowland. So the fact that when Walt Disney World Railroad reopens, that'll also mean that Tron Rail- Tron Roller Coaster will be, if not reopen or opening, very close to opening. So, so I yeah, am looking right. forward to the day though when I can ride the Walt Disney World Railroad and I can just go on an endless loop about four or five loops around the park and just veg out on the on the train. On the train ride while you guys go do whatever you want to do. <laughs> yeah, I can totally see you doing that. Yeah, so so that is the one I'm looking forward to having it reopen. It's the Walt mm-hmm. Disney World Railroad. You know? I agree. I agree very much. And... The next one I'm going to talk about kind of coincides with the one I think you're going to talk about. And that would be the character meet and greets. Okay. (laughs) And I just, it crossed my mind when I saw yours. Yeah. Character meet and greets, like we're used to them being, right? Not like they are during COVID times. Yeah, not the socially distanced kind. The kind where little kids can run up and hug their favorite characters. And I just can't wait to see that again. Yeah. Because part of the magic of Disney is meeting all of your favorite Disney characters. From the princesses to Mickey Mouse and Minnie Mouse and the main five. And it doesn't feel the same without being able to 
interact with them on such a personal level. Yeah. Yeah. So. And you know what, Sophie? I will tie that in. I'll tie mm-hmm. in character meet and greets with one of my favorite restaurants, and that is the Crystal Palace. And I am looking forward to the day that it reopens, whether it opens as a buffet or as some sort of serving line where a cast member serves you some food. Um, either way, I think will be fine. Um, but I look forward to when the Crystal Palace reopens simply because it's a great restaurant. I love the food. I love the characters getting to see Winnie the Pooh, Piglet, Tigger, and Eeyore are awesome. Mm-hmm. And I love the decor of the restaurant and how how it just it's just awesome. It's just a great place to um, to enjoy a meal, to get off your feet, to relax during a hot day if it's summer, and looking forward to that reopening. Oh yeah. I understand that. I understand that perfectly. Yeah. So, the Crystal Palace is on my list. Yep. And now I have a sense that we might be moving into the events that happen at nighttime with these next ones. And one of the things I really miss are all of the resorts being open. I know. You know yeah. Yeah. I miss a lot of the resorts. I do, too. Because they're just such beautiful places to relax and look around. Mm -hmm. And I just really, 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 really miss them. Yeah, for example. And each of them have unique to that resort, you know. Mm -hmm. And, And, for example, French Quarter is closed, so there's no beignets. Yep, no beignets. No, no no boat ride to Disney Springs. No No walking, no Surrey bike rental from there to to pedal up to um, Riverside. And Riverside is closed. Yeah. So the River Roost is closed, which means Yeehaw Bob is not open. Well, unfortunately, he's not performing. Unfortunately, he got laid off. I know, but I'm hoping. That he and all the cast members that are involved in shows and performances, including the ones at Festival of the Lion King and so forth, that they will be brought back in the future. Yeah, if they want to come back, of course. Of course. Um, So, Riverside, um, just on and on and on. The list goes on and on. Yeah. That yeah. one especially is the one that comes to mind when you think about the closed resorts. But there are so many other ones also. I don't think Saratoga Springs isn't open, is it? I don't think so, but I don't remember exactly. Yeah. There's a long list that of ones that are open, but there's a longer list, I think, of ones that aren't. So. Yeah. So anyway, this just... You know, there's it, it's happening, but it's happening slowly, and it's just a matter of kind of working through it. Yep. So, but um, like Sophie said, we're getting into some of the events that happen at night 
And, you know, one of the things I miss at Disney World, and I can't wait for it to come back, are the parades. I agree. You know, I love the cavalcades. And don't get me wrong, I think they are awesome and they're spontaneous because we don't have a times guide that says at three o'clock the Mickey and Friends cavalcade is going to come down Main Street. We don't mm-hmm. have any of that. So when it happens, it's really cool. And being able to see Merida riding riding on her horse, you know, is something you don't see. So it, that's really neat. But, mm-hmm. um, but you know, I miss a, a full organized parade where you get to, you know, enjoy the music and have your popcorn and drink your Diet Coke and and just veg out and enjoy that and just really really take it all in you know yep i agree with that that's something i think that won't be open for quite a while though because how do you how do you socially distant you know how do you practice that in a in a parade route you know so i i don't know i don't know how that works but and i'm glad i don't have to make the decision on making that work you know Mm-hmm. So, but I, I miss them anyway yeah we all miss them but I think it was a good choice on Disney's part in order to promote oh, yeah. the social distancing yeah, they are do- they are handling everything so well with being yeah. open again yeah alright so what's next mm-hmm. on your list Sophie I really just have to talk about the Christmas stuff for it. I have never been to the Epcot Candlelight Processional. Neither. But from what I've heard of it, I desperately want to go at least once. Yeah. Because it sounds like something that I could do every year. And the thing about Christmas time for me is that there's this there's this aspect of ceremony to it, and the candlelight processional sounds like something you can do every year, especially when you're like me and you are used to going to church for a midnight Christmas Eve service, and then you don't get out until the clock strikes 12. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, and I know this is probably not like that. I don't know what it's about, but I really want to see it. And it's something I'm really excited to try. Well, but Sophie, before I can try it, it has to has open to first. Back. You're absolutely right. It does. But I can give you a little background on what the Epcot Candlelight Processional is like. Okay. I haven't seen it either, but I've heard about it. And um, so imagine... The Christmas story. Yeah. You know, talking about Jesus being born. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, being born in a manger, you know, three wise men and all that, the whole story. Yeah. Um, narrated by a famous celebrity. Okay. And in the back of it, you have um you have a choral group. And I think those change also, depending from the area. Yeah. And it's the Christmas story set to music. Oh, wow. 
So probably here's what I would recommend. Um, go onto YouTube mm-hmm. and Google Epcot Candlelight Processional Neil Patrick Harris. Okay. Okay. And find a YouTube of it and watch it one night. Maybe watch it on your TV or something. Um, and I bet you it'll bring back or it'll bring in a really cool idea of what it's really about. And to me, it is probably one of the coolest um, performances at Epcot. And so I absolutely am in 100,000% agreement with you that I can't wait for it to come back because I've never experienced it. Mm-hmm. It's going to be something that one of these years I'm going to have you and mommy and anyone else you want to join us i'm going to have you guys come down to florida and i don't care if i have to host you all in my apartment i want you guys to be here for disney at christmas yeah and those performances go on they go on throughout the holiday season and uh the narrators change um you know and uh, i know a lot of people that make it a yearly tradition for them, just like you were thinking it would be a tradition. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, because so. that's what I love about Christmas. There's that sense of tradition. And I've always been one who likes ritual and tradition and stuff like yeah. that. Yeah, me too. So anyway, Google that at some point and then have a look. And I think when you're done, send me the link and I'll watch it with mommy here in North Carolina. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway... You know, another thing that I'm looking forward for the day it returns, and I don't know when that'll be, but I want to see the fireworks shows again. I you know, agree. I want to see, you know, we we were so, we were in the wishes and illuminations camp because we saw them so many times over the years. And now both of those are gone. And I am looking forward to seeing Happily Ever After or whatever it's called now at Disney at Magic Kingdom. And mm-hmm. whatever comes to Epcot, I'm looking forward to seeing it. I know they announced the name for it, but I can't remember it. Um, and what I heard is that it makes sense that the Epcot fireworks might be back sooner than the magic kingdom simply because you've got the huge world showcase lagoon and you've got a lot of viewing spaces all around there and that's like a two mile walk around the world showcase i think it is so there's a lot of places to socially distant Mm -hmm. you know there definitely is so it makes sense that that would come back sooner and that would be worth um, them opening up sooner rather Not than to mention I think it happens at an earlier Time in the night than the Fireworks at Magic Kingdom doesn't it I, It might Usually at Epcot they were Around 9pm is when the fireworks Would happen mm-hmm. um, Because that's when the park starts to close Yeah um, At Magic Kingdom I think Sometimes they were 9 o'clock fireworks sometimes they were 10 o'clock sometimes they had a nine o'clock and an 11 o'clock i mean it kind of varied but yeah. um but yeah the fireworks at walt disney world are something that i can't wait for it to return 
And, you know, all of these things returning is in many ways is as much about showing that things are returning to normal. You know, definitely. So definitely. And I think these last two that we have really showcase that. Yeah. So tell me about the parties. Definitely. So the thing about the parties is we all know it. They got canceled because of the pandemic. So when they reopen again next year, along with the gingerbread house, that means that basically the pandemic is over. We don't have to worry anymore. And now let's go get some candy or in the Christmas party's case, let's go get some hot chocolate. And chocolate chip cookies. Yes. Yeah. So um, you're, you and I both are waiting um, as patiently as we can for Mickey's Not-So-Scary Halloween Party mm-hmm. and Mickey's Very Merry Christmas Party to reappear. Um, I know that from last week, you and Jagan and Aunt Sheila are working on a Halloween idea that you're not disclosing to us. Mm-hmm. So I'm as much in wait mode as the listeners are. Um, yeah. And, and I know that that'll be fun. When we're able to go to the Halloween party, that'll be fun. Oh, it definitely will be. I don't know which one is worse, the one that I have been to or the one that I haven't been to in terms of waiting. I don't know which one I can't. I don't know which one I'm more excited for. Yeah. Because I've been to the Halloween party. We all know this. We did a bunch of episodes regarding the Halloween party, but we have never been to the Christmas party. No, we haven't. But, you know, Steph and Shane have been. Mm-hmm. They have cousin been. And, and her husband and you know that's just one thing they get they get to flaunt that they've done and we haven't <laughs> so <laughs> you know what we'll long, give them that Stephanie. for a little bit we'll yeah. give them that for a little bit but but anyway yeah I can't wait for those either and you mm-hmm. know this last one is very much tongue in cheek it is just is more as as a Joke, but kind of a half serious joke, too. It's rather serious, if you ask me. And, and you know, Sophie and I both are looking forward to the day when we get to visit Walt Disney World without requiring a mask. And I don't know when that'll be. I have no idea. No I, earthly idea. I can't. I'm not even going to predict a date. Yeah. Um, but, I will say, I think everyone completely agrees with us at this point about the mask thing. Yeah. But you know what? Here's the th- here's the reality, though. We love going to Disney, don't we, yep. Sophie? And, and if they say we need to have a mask to go to Disney, then we're going to have a mask to go to Disney. And that's just what, it's, what it is. It is what it is, and that's the way it is. Yep. So... Definitely, because everyone at Disney can agree. You do what you need to in order to keep Disney open. That's just how it works. People know that if they don't wear a mask, then 
Disney will probably have to close again. And everyone is doing so well with it, too. With wearing their masks, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And the other thing is, more importantly, you want to make sure everyone is safe. You know, this has been an absolutely chaotic year. It's been a nightmare. So much has gone on this year. But, um, but, you know, we're trying to make things as good as we can moving forward. And that means we wear our masks. Mm -hmm. So when we go out in public, we're wearing a mask. When I leave my office at work, I put my mask on. And it's a really cool mask, too. As you can see, it is. Check it out, Soph. Oh, you got a new one. I did get some new ones. Oh, I'm I'm jealous. I'm jealous. So, I'm like, you know what? We need more because Aunt Sheila kept talking about how she has 800 masks or something like that. Which, I'm not serious. My friend Sheila does not have 800 masks. <laughs> mm-hmm. But she has enough for everyone that she and her family for what they need, you know? So, yep. So we, mommy and I were like, you know what, let's order a few more and, and then we've got some extras and we can switch them out as we wish, you know. Funny thing is, I remembered hearing a joke the other day and basically God was planning out the, the calendar for the decade of the 2020s and he hands it off to one of his angel interns and the angel is like, okay, Okay, sir, I got all of the events done for 2020. And God was like, wait, did you say 2020? The angel was like, yes. And God said, I meant for the entire decade. You put (laughs) 10 years worth of trouble in one year. (laughs) Well, look on the bright side. Maybe that means they won't have anything to do for the next nine years. There you go. Maybe. (laughs) (laughs) I certainly hope that's the case. I don't think I can take another 2020. Yeah. Anyway, let's end on a good note and say that this concludes our feature topic for this week. And I hope that you guys are looking forward to some of these things just like we are. And Mm -hmm. let us know, what did we miss? What things are you looking forward to that we didn't touch on, you know? Because I know there, there's got to be some things we missed. There's got to be, you know. You know, maybe someone is saying, wait a minute, Mike. I want to go stay at the Grand Floridian and get a massage. You know? That's true. Right I've now, the massage, a massage, the spas are closed, so you can't get the massage. Eesh. Or maybe someone is saying, you know what, Mike? I want to go to Disney, and my little boy... I want him to get his hair cut at the Harmony Barbershop. Ooh, that and right is now, so neat. The Harmony Barbershop is closed. He can't oh. get his hair cut. So, there's... It's funny. I mean, you kind of have to remind me that all these things are closed. Yeah. So, there's there's a ton of things that we can't wait. You know, I was talking with Aunt Sheila, speaking of Sheila this morning. Um, and she said she is looking forward... To when Tokyo Dining reopens. Mm. Because. You're right. As you know. um, um, 
what's what's the other one that Tepanito. we ate at? Tepanito, thank you, Sophie, is reopened, but Tokyo Dining is not. So that's on her list of something that she can't wait to reopen. Oh yeah. So anyway, okay. you know, we we scratched the surface. I think we did pretty good, but mm-hmm. there's a lot out there that someone else is looking forward to. So hit us up, listeners, and tell us what we missed on our list. Okay. Well, I think that takes us into our This Day in Disney History. Yep. So what do you got, Sophie, for November 9th? I have got three things for you. Okay. The first happens in 1994, and Disneyland closed the turnstiles at the end of this day on one of its oldest and most popular attractions, the Skyway. Mm. Yeah, I know, not that happy. It is a gondola lift attraction, for those of you that do not know. It first opened in June 1956, and was closed due to stress cracks and the enormous impending cost to retrofit it for earthquake safety. And then five years later, on the exact same day, Disney World's version of the Skyway also closed. I remember the Skyway, and I actually um, missed, I missed the Skyway. Skyway at Disney World is the only one I ever rode on. But um, you could take it from the Skyway start at Fantasyland, right next mm-hmm. to where um, where It's a Small World is. Okay, which is now part of the um, Tangled Bathroom. Okay. Yeah. Okay, you could take it from there over to Tomorrowland. And then you had to get off, and you could also go from Tomorrowland back to Fantasyland, and you were going through the sky. And it was really cool. Just like the image that you have shows, it was was just like that. It was really neat, Mm -hmm. you know? So I like the Skyway. Luckily for us, we now have something like it in the Skyliner. It's not... It's not exclusively in the Magic Kingdom, but it's close. Yeah. It's and very it's at close. Disney. So the Skyliner is definitely a good alternative now. And you don't mm-hmm. need a ticket to go ride the Skyliner. Exactly. <laughs> oh, my goodness. One of these days we should talk about the Disney history with all the different tickets that you had to have in order to, to ride the rides. Oh, boy. That would take some research. But that is a good topic, Sophie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then finally, the last thing I have... This is in 2004, November 9th, Diane Disney Miller, Walt Disney's daughter, helped to dedicate a $250,000 animation lab that her family helped fund at Walt Disney Magnet School in Chicago. Nice. Mm-hmm. Nice. That is that something cool. I really can get behind. Yeah, I wonder what that animation lab is like now. I really ought to go check. Yeah. Well, well that's anyway, some good that history, is, Sophie. Yep, good and history. that is all I have for the day. Okay. Well, that takes us to my Disney Who's Who character. Sophie, this one I think you'll know 
but I don't know that you'll guess it. I'm listening. So I'm going to give you the movie. Okay. And you tell me the character that you think it might be. All right. What's the movie? The movie is Pinocchio. And I'm going to put my glasses on. Boy or girl? Girl. Cleo the goldfish. (laughs) Good one, Sophie, but that's not it. The blue fairy? Cleo the goldfish. (laughs) Well, it could have been Figaro. Figaro is a boy. Oh, okay. Then it couldn't have been Figaro. (laughs) (laughs) Well, yes, it is the blue fairy. The blue, fa- the blue fairy comes down from the stars, transforming from a bright light into a glowing, beautiful woman. Having watched Geppetto for many years, she rewards him for his good deeds by giving life to Pinocchio. The blue fairy is fair and compassionate and has great faith in the little wooden boy, even when he doesn't seem to deserve it. She appoints Jiminy to be Pinocchio's conscience until he develops his own, and she keeps a close eye on the puppet. Although patient and kind, the Blue Fairy does not hesitate to show her displeasure when Pinocchio makes the wrong decision. When Pinocchio proves himself by saving the life of Geppetto, she fulfills her promise to turn him into a real boy. Wow. And I got some really cool did you knows. Do you tell? Sophie, did you know that the Blue Fairy's name was inspired by the teal hair of the character in the original novel Pinocchio by Carlo Collati? I did not know that, actually. Okay. And this is next one I think is even cooler. Mm-hmm. Did you know that the Blue Fairy's appearance was based on the same model who served as inspiration for Snow White? I did not know that officially. However, I can definitely see the resemblance. Yeah. And the Blue Fairy was animated using footage of a live-action model as reference. Mm-hmm. That but sounds think, about right. I, I did not the, know that. I didn't know that either. I didn't know any of this. So that's why I like my book so much. But the fact that the appearance of the Blue Fairy was the same model of the one who did Snow White, I think is so cool. Mm-hmm. I definitely agree. I think it's so cool. So that is my Disney Who's Who character. And that takes me to my Walt Disney quote. And Walt is talking specifically about Disneyland. But the same thing applies for Disney World as well. Mm -hmm. And he says, I don't want the public to see the world they live in while they're in Disneyland. I want them to feel they're in another world. 
And I think that is what makes going to Disneyland or Walt Disney World such a big draw for everyone who goes to visit. Because you want to escape the world we're in and you want to go to this world of yesterday and this world of tomorrow in this world that that feels like you've left the whole planet and you've like trans transferred yourself into this whole new arena, you know? Yeah. So that's why I think it's really cool. Mm-hmm. And that's the draw for Disneyland, Walt Disney World and all the other Disney parks. You know? Yep. Disney is uh, a place of magic. Yeah, exactly. All right. So, Sophie, hit us up on our charity spotlight. Let's talk about Noose River a little bit. I would always love to talk about Noose River. Noose River is a personal topic for me. Yes, me too. And like we said, we are talking about the Noose River Golden Retriever Rescue for our charity spotlight. We will be talking about this charity through the end of the year. Mm-hmm. And Noose River is Noose River Golden Retriever Rescue is a local rescue for golden retrievers, and well, obviously, and you, if you live in the North Carolina area, you can adopt a dog from the Noose River if you would like to. There are so many sweet babies in that rescue and personally I would adopt them all but I'm not in North Carolina anymore and I also don't have the resources but we got two of our boys Mm -hmm. from the Noose River Golden Retriever Rescue they are actually the only two dogs we've ever had and both of them were sweet angels all rescue dogs are and I just really want to tell you guys to go get a dog. Of course, it's your choice. A dog is a lot of commitment. But I I would be very surprised if you ever ended up regretting it. Yeah. And, you know, um, Noose River, like we said, they do only adopt locally in North Carolina. But there are other rescues throughout the country and the world that um, adopt out other dogs. You know, and so if you can... Um, adopt a rescue that's that would be great but um, one of the things that Noose River does do is they actually have um, adopted some dogs from China or not adopted but rescued some dogs that were abandoned in China and Mm -hmm. in Turkey and in Kosovo so they have an international component um to that, you know, so they they rescued eight golden retrievers from Turkey and 12 additional dogs from China and Turkey scheduled to arrive in the coming months. And so the donations will help for that, you know, um, to help get them over here so that they can be looked after and and adopted out to to other families. So so that's a big thing. Um Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, mommy, um, my wife, Cindy, she points out every now and again on Facebook, um, you can see where they have adopted out, you know, this dog or that dog. And they're so the pictures are just awesome. So mm-hmm. um, 
So anyway, Noose River Golden Retriever Rescue is our charity spotlight, like Sophie said, through the end of the year. And you can find them online at goldenrescuenc.org. And they have a donate button there if you feel led. But um, but that pretty much wraps up this week's show. You know, I just want to say that um, On the Road with Mickey is sponsored by Tech Solutions NC and Pixie Vacations by Mike Ellis. So if you have any computing or travel needs, reach out to us. Tech Solutions is found at techsolutionsnc.com or on Facebook. And you can reach me for travel needs at mike at pixievacations.com or on Facebook at Pixie Vacations by Mike Ellis. So Sophie, thank you for joining us. Thank I'm you glad, for having me. I'm, I'm glad that we're able to keep doing this mm-hmm. and that we've had 45 episodes now and almost done a whole year's worth of episodes. Yep, there are 51, 52 weeks in a year yep. and we are so close. We have seven, six, seven more weeks to go. So I'm looking forward to hitting that one year mark. But mm-hmm. um, but anyway, Sophie, thanks for joining me. And we will see you, see on, you the on the road. Bye. Bye.